And now, a highlight from Animal Radio on iHeartRadio. Is she on? Do, do you have her? Yes, I do. Oh, this is so cool. Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce to you Summer Rain Oaks, the amazing model, and her chicken. What is your chicken's name? Uh, my chicken's name is Kippy. Kippy. I love it. So Kippy is probably hanging around your shoulders. Where is Kippy right now? Well, I'm in my soundproof booth, so she's outside the soundproof booth. <laughs> but usually you're together, right? Um, yeah, for the most part. I mean, I've had, I had been fostering Kippy for about a year, but the good news is, is that, uh, I've recently raised enough funds in order to build her a proper coop, which is really nice. (laughs) Well, now most people have dogs or cats as pets. You, uh, accidentally fell into a, a situation where this is just your best friend. Yeah, it didn't start off that way. I mean, really the story on how I got uh, Kippy in the first place was because I'm part of this community garden and there was a bird caught in one of the inhumane rat traps that was set out by one of the gardeners. And I brought it up to the rehabilitation center here in New York called the Wild Bird Fund. And when I was up there, this little chicken just came and jumped on my lap. Very friendly chicken. Um, and that was, you know, what became known as uh Kippicha, which is Dutch for little chicken, but she's no longer a little chicken anymore. So I just call her Kippy for short. And um, yeah, you know, I did. I I I was raised uh, with chickens growing up, but um, I never had one like really fully imprint on me. And um, Kippy was described to me as more of a people's chicken than a chicken's chicken. And and I think she must have been print, imprinted on somebody else. So. I ended up fostering her when she was about three or four weeks old, and you know we've kind of been together ever since. She's a li- she's a little over a year now, about a year and a half. Someone is showing me a picture right now of you on the subway with a chicken. <laughs> what what do people usually? How do they react when they see you traveling around with a chicken? I think most people in the city are so disconnected from farm life that it is such a surprise. I've had a lot of people say, oh, you've just made my day. Um, (laughs) Or oftentimes I'm traveling with Kippy and then you'll hear, oh, my God, that was a chicken, like in the back (laughs) as you're you're, kind of walking away. And um, and it is. It's such a surprise and delight for people. Uh, Some folks have, you know, raised chickens when they were younger and they have, you know, mixed reviews. Some of them had a bad run in with like very territorial roosters or, you know, they wouldn't, um, their chickens were, you know, a little bit more aloof and you wouldn't be able to pick them up. Um, Kippy's not like that at all. She's not, I wouldn't say that she's cuddly, but she definitely likes to be pet and, um, and she likes to be around people. And, uh, and I think she considers people her flock. Um, you know, this new coop that I have her in, there are some hens that are there but I call them enemies. They're not like quite her friends. <laughs> They're not quite her enemies. They're kind of somewhere in between. Um, but she kind of just like stays on the periphery. And um, and yeah, and she she's in and out of the coop now. Like last night, it was so hot. It's like 100 degrees here in New York. And I she slept in my house, you know, because it's air conditioned, air conditioned. So it's good for her. You know what? I just put something together. Last week, we had Julie Baker, the chicken dress maker, on the air. Yeah, her website was called Pamper Pamper, Your Poultry. Pamper Your Poultry. And she made chicken diapers, too. Chicken tutus, all kinds of things. I'm thinking that if Julie is smart, she would get a model 
to help her promote her line of chicken clothing. Do you have any chicken clothing, chicken uh, accessories right now? Well, I have to tell you that I tried the chicken diapers on Kippy right when she was young because obviously she was like she's you know living in my house and I have carpets and everything along those lines. But she hates having things on her, and I've I've talked to a lot of people who kind of make these things, and they're like, no, 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 you have to let them suffer through it. But I can't let my bird suffer through it because she just looks so dejected and she you know, walks around and then falls over and then pecks her feathers out because she's trying to get this thing off of her. And I was like, and I've tried it multiple times and I was like, I can't do it. And um, so Kippy like really refuses to wear things. But I think that it's also part of each individual chicken's personality. There's some that, you know, will just sit on your lap and cuddle with you there's others that are more high strung. There are some that are more aloof. It really, I think, depends on the chicken's personality. But I, Kippy has gone to a number of my photo shoots and have, has obviously been in a number of photo shoots. I mean, she's shot everything from like a bidet commercial to, um, <laughs> to celestial seasonings tea, um, and it just is by a byproduct of kind of being around me and me having to take her everywhere. And I just want to be clear that she is. Not my emotional support hen, but I do call <laughs> myself the emotional support human for for her because um, she you know she has detachment issues and but we've worked on we we worked on that and you know in order for me to get her into a coop um, I slept in the coop for two nights just so that she could oh my gosh. she could just uh, acclimate and know that it's actually a safe place to to sleep. And that made all the difference. And, you know, I think when you're so connected to an animal, whether it's a hen or not, you understand kind of psychologically what they're going through and you want to be able to assuage, you know, their pain or anguish or anxiety. And and I I think that by doing that um, and sacrificing two nights sleep for myself, um, that was actually um, made all the difference. Oh, hold on a second. We are with Summer Rain Oaks, supermodel Summer Rain Oaks. I can say she's a supermodel. It says model here, but I say she's a supermodel. <laughs> There's more on the way. Stick around. It's Animal Radio celebrating the connection with our pets and our chickens. Once again, it's the chicken. And we are with supermodel Summer Rain Oaks. And Summer has one very, very lucky pet chicken. Not without its problems, though. So your chicken has separation anxiety. Yeah, heavily so. And I had watched a ton of YouTube videos on dog separation anxiety. And I think that you just have to deal with it probably slightly differently. And yet some some of the same ways as well. I talked to a lot of people who um, had hens who had imprinted on them. And one person had said to me, oh, it took about a year for my one hen to separate from me. And I was like, oh, my God, I don't have another year <laughs> where I have to carry a chicken around my neck every I only had left Kippy alone for two hours for like a whole year. Um, and I think it goes to show you that like chickens, you know, are social creatures. And it's part of the reason why they live in flocks and all this other kind of stuff. But um, but they do make such great companions, I think, for that reason. Um, is that you could you you share a little bit of this sociality with the hen, and they are definitely much more attentive and connected than I would say, like even a cat, for instance. Yeah, your apartment is full of what seven hundred plants or 
or so, and uh, because you're you're into plants, you actually wrote a book called uh, "How to Make a Plant Love You: Cultivating yeah. Your Personal Green Space." Yeah. That will be coming out, actually, it, you could pre-order it, but that will actually be coming out next year. But, yeah, I'm working on a plant book, and um, my last book was actually on cooking called Sugar Detox Me to help people reduce their sugar intake. And um, and the plant stuff has always just been how I live my life. I'm an environmental scientist and entomologist by training, and so living in the city uh, and away from my country home, I, I grew up in the country uh, one of the ways that I've kind of been able to combat that is by, you know, bringing plants indoors, which was also a very um, challenging thing having Kippy indoors because yeah. she like to mow over quite a few of my plants. <laughs> I have some videos of her and some of my my plant friends are like, oh, my God, <laughs> you know, um, be still my heart with, uh, you know, the way that she kind of mows things over. So I have a lot of plants with like notches out of them. I mean, she really destroyed my Diffenbachia, which is something that is typically poisonous to humans and dogs and cats. But for whatever reason, it had no effect on my, my chicken. So, you know, I needed to remove a lot of my plants from the floor for fear of Kippy eating them all. Do you have a significant other other than uh, Kippy? <laughs> I do, yes. <laughs> and does he or she uh, get into the, the whole chicken thing? Or is there any jealousy? Well, you know, he's he's... He gets a little bit frustrated with it, particularly because her egg song. Now, if you're familiar with that, they have an egg song, and it's not necessarily the most beautiful of songs, but I think it hits at a specific pitch or tone that really irritates him. (laughs) So I have to be, like, cautious around the time that she's about to lay an egg. And it's not like as if she lays an egg every time at 7 a.m. or whatever. Sometimes it's a little bit later in the day. So it can be unpredictable as to when, you know, somebody should be home, um, be, you know, listening to the not-so-beautiful egg song that that chickens have. (laughs) Summer, you're also an entomologist. You don't meet a lot of women, or I haven't, who would enjoy the study of bugs. How'd you get into that? (laughs) You don't mean many people who are interested, let alone um, men or women. I, I think I had eight people graduating in my entomology class <laughs> at Cornell University. Um, I had always loved insects. I always loved things that were kind of a little bit more um, the creepy or the crawly or uh, things that people often overlooked. Like for a while there, I thought I wanted to go for mycology, which is the study of fungus. So I liked all of that. I mean, in the end, I kind of studied more ecology, which is, you know, the study of systems, biological systems. So um, it kind of encompasses all of that good stuff. But really, the entomology thing, I I didn't even know if I wanted to to take it at Cornell. But then I took one class with a great guy named Cole Gilbert. And, you know, he's this kind of tall, you know, dude with like he would always wear khakis and a Hawaiian shirt. And he had these like nice shiny loafers. And we were walking around BB Lake, which is one of the lakes up in um, Ithaca, and we had our, our bug nets. And then he's like, oh, my God, whirligig beetles. And he literally hoisted his body into the water um, up to his chest, you know, chasing after a beetle with a bubble on its butt. And I was like, oh, my God, if anybody gets that passionate about, like, insects after all this time, I'm like, I'm there. So that was, like, really the first class that kind of brought me in and you know, wanted me to, um, you know, like, you know, encouraged me to kind of study it and not just something that, um, that I, you know, was doing on the side. You have to feed Kippy mealworms and uh, other larvae and stuff that would make most women just squirm. Yeah, 
I mean, I think so. I mean, we are, of course, like, generalizing, but I, I yes. do I think it would mo- make a lot of my guy friends squirm too. Yep. I mean, and even when, even in, um, but insects are such a you know big por- portion of our environment, and I also release a lot of beneficial insects in my house because when you start to get seven hundred plants, you start to get you know, you having to deal with spider mites and thrips and all these other types of things. And I always tell people some of the best ways to fight pests is actually by bringing in beneficial insects like green lace wings and other things. Um, but yes, Kippy really enjoys. Uh, I think people are shocked that they realize that chickens are not vegan and or vegetarian. If it's one of Kippy's favorite foods is what you had mentioned, mealworms. And she really loves the live ones versus the dried ones. <laughs> And oh. she makes these, she makes these little like sounds when when I feed her the live ones, and I could tell she's get gets very excited. I don't think you're going to get your deposit back. I'm just telling you that <laughs> right now. Summer Rain Oaks, thank you so much for joining us today. We we had so much fun. Hopefully, we got to do it again and give Kippy a big old hug from all of us. Will you? I will. Thank you so much. You're listening to Animal Radio. Visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android.